There seems to be open season on thinking big. We've called for it, and now we know it's going to happen, and we've been referencing constantly when we look at this, this federal budget we're about to get at the end of the week. And when we do, it is going to give us an idea of what the liberal NDP plan thinks possible, and it's very progressive. We've been discussing it for days, and it is not going to disappoint in that area. Well, we have our election coming up in June in the province of Ontario, and same kind of thing happening. We have the NDP promising if they're elected in this province, they are going to offer up um, what they term is universal mental health care. Fred Han joining us, General Vice President, Canadian Union of Public Employees. Fred Han, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. Good afternoon. All right, this announcement has been bandied around before and it was put into the party platform for our upcoming election here in Ontario. How do you feel about it, Fred? Well, mental health care is health care. We should never have had to be in a situation where people had to, you know, support their mental health with their credit card. They should have always been able to use their OHEP card. And it's exciting that we actually have... Uh, you know, an offer here that would make this change, particularly after the last two years, after all of the stress and uh, that, that so many people have been through as a result of the pandemic. It is, you know, we're going to get the uh, the federal budget this week, and we know there's a lot of progressive stuff in there, pharmacare. So when we talk about mental health care here in Ontario, is the NDP riding on that wave here? I think it's a consistent approach to try and expand the supports that people need in communities through our public health care system. You know, the, the pandemic's been incredibly difficult. I come from a union that represents long-term care workers and paramedics, folks on the front line of the healthcare system who have worked extraordinary amounts of hours with uh, watching their colleagues get sick, those they care for be sick. It's been incredibly stressful for them as it has been for childcare workers and municipal workers, folks in schools as schools closed and then opened and then closed. And so many of our members and their neighbors have suffered incredible amounts of stress. And statistics show us one in four people in the last year or so have sought help during the pandemic uh, as a result of mental health and addictions concerns. And that's probably just a fraction of the people who actually needed support because so many people know they can't afford it. Fred, there's going to be a lot of spending going on with PharmaCare and the promises from a national point of view. And we ask, can we afford this mental health aspect proposed by the NDP? I think the question actually is good coming the other way. Can we afford not to do it? And how much do we know? Do we have dollar figures on how this hits people? And do you know how it hits your workers? Hello, Fred. Are you with us? We've lost Fred. We're going to get him back. He might have muted himself. We know this, don't we, now in, in this world when we speak to people. I, you know, I ask them a question and, and they're not there and they, they're usually there. It is uh, fascinating to see, as I just asked Fred, about this riding on the coattails of what we're expecting 
in Ottawa. Fred, Han, we've got you back and we're happy we have. Fred, let me ask you, you know, as you just reversed the question and said, how can we afford not to, is there a dollar figure you think that ignoring this is out there? Well, we know that the Mental Health Commission of Canada found that uh, that it costs $50 billion a year in terms of additional uh, supports like people showing up in emergency rooms and ending up in shelters, that we know we've lost $6 billion a year in productivity because people aren't able uh, to be as productive as they would be if they had the supports necessary. And so it's that investment that actually will help us to deal with these costs that we're already dealing with, um, but it will make people's lives better. Fred, how do you think the public is going to react to that? Has this opened the gates here? I, I certainly hope so. I think that uh, I, I believe that the last two years have shown us uh, a bunch of problems in the systems that we all rely on like our public health care system, as an example. And I think people understand that there are options for us. When we look around the globe, in other places, we can see, for example, that mental health supports are more uh, part of public systems in the UK, in Australia. This is doable. It is important, and we can do it here. Fred Ann, thank you for joining us. A good afternoon to you. Thanks kindly. Thanks so much. All right. Fred Han is General Vice President, the Canadian Union of Public Employees, commenting on the NDP's promise here in Ontario of universal health care. There we go. We've had so much. I mean, online gambling, gambling, universal health care, pharmacare. You know, gambling is another thing because people are investing in that. It's going to make money for individuals. The other has to come out of the public purse. And as we await and, you know, that we've been talking about as we await this federal budget that I've been calling Spendorama here, can we afford? We also yesterday, again, and it's such an important topic, talked about the holes in our health care system already. And we have to make decisions. Yeah, we want these things, but what do we prioritize? And in a system that's already stretched thin, so much revolutionary thinking has to go in there. It's hard to imagine how we can handle all this stuff. One thing that is happening for sure, though, is there's a little bit of a revolution on what we should include and how it should be included and what makes it a healthcare system. The pandemic has certainly done that. We're going to take a break. I'm Arlene Bunn and in for Jeff MacArthur. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.